This show is part of the RetroZap.com podcast network. And welcome everybody to episode 23 of the Animaniacast. Tell me what's troubling you, Yakko. Well, Doc, I think I can see into the future. Into the future? When did this start? Next Monday. And welcome once again, everybody, to the Animaniacast. We are the one, and as far as I know, only podcast that is dedicated to the television series, The Animaniacs. Yes. <laughs> Each and every week, we revisit a new episode of the series, and we discuss all the gags, all the cultural references, all the things we really liked about the episode, and some of the things we didn't really like about the episode. And in the end, we give each and every episode a Water Tower rating. I am Joey, and joining me, as always, is my brother, Nathan. Tell me something I don't know. <laughs> and <laughs> over in Georgia, it is Kelly. Hello. That is how, how you doing, Kelly? I'm okay. Uh, we are we are here to give a hopefully pleasant distraction uh, for the post election uh, possible blues for fifty uh, percent of the country. Yeah, it's fifty fifty. So <laughs> so happy you're happy, happy you're sad. But either way, this is a distraction from what has been a very contentious political year. So uh, we're going to talk about an episode today that uh, perhaps isn't. The the best distraction, I guess, because it, <laughs> we were talking before the show that um, this may not be one of our favorite episodes, but it was still, a, I think, a decent episode. Um, what do you think, Nathan? In a few words, what would you what would you basically say about this episode? Uh, it made me think about my future. Oh, that's interesting. <laughs> and Kelly, what about you? <laughs> I don't know why I think that's so funny. I um, <laughs> I I really just don't have much to say about it. Really. Um, <laughs> I I don't remember watching it in its original run. Uh-huh. Um, it was one of those not very memorable episodes, apparently. Yeah, I don't remember. The only thing I remember from this is the the first song, which we'll get oh, into yeah. in just a moment. Um, but I guess you this, that. yeah. So well, this this particular episode really, I mean, it made me feel conscious of not only the Earth, but uh, I guess uh, the general the your what are you going to say? Like the internal environment of your body, right? Sure, mm, why not? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, uh, it had some good messages. Yeah, definitely. It was it definitely had a message for kids, a few messages to be aware of your uh of the world and also of yourself, which yeah, is kind of cool. Don't take the in gra- for granted like the things you can get now without thinking about the future or something, you know? Sure. The consequences of <laughs> things, I guess. I don't sure. know. Something like that. Very sure. Sure. <laughs> Well, at the end of this episode, we have something very exciting. We have <gasps> we will have the winners of the con an, the contest. Test. <laughs> <laughs> the contest that we are running for Animaniacs decals. I can't even say it. Woo! So, I'll just read them off now. <laughs> <laughs> so stay tuned to the end of the episode. If you entered, you gave us a five star review then uh, you are entered into this contest and then just stick around for the rest of the uh, to the end of the episode and you'll find out if you won or not. Anyway, let's go ahead and get right into it. 
let's start off with uh, the first segment. Well, actually, before we get to the first segment, Nathan, I got to ask you. Yeah. I'm, I don't know when this episode first premiered. When did it first premiere? Okay, well, I did some research. Uh-huh. I did some digging around on okay. the internet. Gotcha. And I believe it was October 15th of 1997. No, wait, 93. 93. That's right. okay. 93. So far, That's they've right. all been 93, which is... <laughs> okay. As might be... I'm I, Maybe I'm just a conspiracist, but it seems a little... Uh, something's going on with that. Yeah. Okay, so, well... The, and of course, 90, 93 was a good year for Spielberg fans. It, it, it was. Well, what, what... what? Okay, Kelly, was there a movie that came out in from Spielberg or just in 93? Well, um... Yeah, uh, Jurassic Park. Oh, duh! Was, it, was that 93? Oh my gosh. Yeah, and, um... Because Jurassic Park came out that year, I'm pretty sure that means Schindler's List also came out that year. Because um, I think they came out the same year. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, he, he was... yeah, they did. I looked it up real quick. And then that was also the same year Sequest premiered and Animaniacs. And it was it was a good year for Spielberg. He had a lot of things on his plate that year. Yeah, it seems like uh, too much of a coincidence to me, if you ask me. So. <laughs> hey. What are you saying? I think, I think, I don't know. I think extraterrestrials are involved or something. Yeah. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> do, 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 do. Uh, oh, <laughs> I don't know. What, what, I, I was like, no, that's not the ET theme because when you said extraterrestrials, I thought ET, and then I was like, that's Close Encounters. But the yeah, other, the, which is also extraterrestrials. Exactly. But they're not ETs. They're not ETs. They're, they're creepy. The ET. <laughs> what are they? They're just aliens. They're just aliens. <laughs> they're pre-ET. <laughs> they're well, be- yeah. they're BET. Pre-teen. 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 They're preteens. <laughs> preteens. They there were we pretty small. Okay, we're so <laughs> off task, ladies and gentlemen. Was this getting... not in the episode? No, <laughs> none of this is in the episode. Sorry. <laughs> okay. You know how I get. No, we're all we're all discombobulated right now. We've had we've all been up late watching election results and uh we don't know where, where which way is which. But anyway, the variable verse was the rain in Spainy, by the way. So once again we're getting the My Fair Lady. And I didn't really get the, the connection this time. This is one of those times where a variable verse was uh not really connected to what was going on to any of the things I could think. I mean there was a rainforest, so rain yeah i don't know there was a song there was a song well let's get right to that song right now and the first one let's get to the first segment now boom okay the first segment was be careful what you eat and this is actually a song uh the music was written by jacques offenbach hmm jacques offenbach that guy's i wonder how long does he work on the animaniacs i wonder Hmm. uh but then the lyrics were written by Randy Rogel, uh, actually, Jock Offenbach is uh, it's from the operetta Orpheus in the Underworld. Uh, the song is called The Infernal Gallop, but uh, a lot of us just think of it as the Can Can yeah, song. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, da, 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 da. I, you know, I just wanted to start kicking my feet around the room when I heard the song. <laughs> Not really, but uh, there is uh, it's, this song has some variant verses. Basically, uh, what happens in this is uh, the the Warners go to the grocery store and they they look and uh, they want to get some ice cream, and uh, they sing about all the different weird ingredients that are in it. Um, in fact, I'm going to play uh, the Netflix slash broadcast beginning, and then we'll play the uh 
version that was in the soundtrack, just so you can hear oh, the cool. differences between the two. So here is the version from the broadcast version. Here we go. Get some ice cream. How about this one? Pistachio almond fruit fudge butterscotch delight. Ingredients: zinc trisodium aspartate, sorbitol and bisulfate, oxide beta carotene, lactic acid carabine. Grade A milk emulsified, maltodextrin alkylide, silicon dioxide, lots of sugar. All right, so right there, that is the that's the that's the beginning of the of that. Just to give you an idea, we have the little cartoon intro music, and my Mac is making nice music for us right now. Hey, <laughs> but this is what it sounds like in the beginning of the CD or the soundtrack version. So here we go. Hey, let's get some ice cream. How about this one? Pistachio almond fruit fudge butterscotch delight. Ingredients: zinc trisodium aspartate, sorbitol, and bisulfate. Oxide beta carotene, lactic acid carabine. Great a milk emulsifier. Okay, so right there, you kind of see the difference between. I mean, the, I didn't catch it. <laughs> <laughs> they have a lot more music in the broadcast version, just uh, to kind of uh, go over, uh, you know, the actions of their movements. I suppose it would just look kind of weird. I suppose uh, on a television version to have them moving around with no music, maybe. I don't know. Um, but perhaps the biggest difference, however, is right towards the end of the song. Let me cue this up, the broadcast version, just so we get the difference. So this is the broadcast version. We like sweets a lot, so give us all you got. And we'll stuff them in our bodies till they make our insides rot. Okay, so that is the broadcast version. And now, once again, let's go over to... The version that was in the soundtrack. We like sweets a lot, but they make your insides rot. So remember, it's your body and the only one you got. So they're different. They're different. <laughs> now, the, so we have two different. I guess you could say variant verses. Uh, let me ask you guys: which version do you prefer? Uh, which line? Um, I like visually seeing it. I think I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> do, do, do you have a Do you have any preference whether it's, this is uh, the only body? In, remember, it's your body and the only one you got, or just talking about your insides rotting? Any preference? No, I have no preference. Kelly, I'm. I think I'm just more familiar with the one where they're saying. Um, remember it's your body and the only one you've got because that's the one that's on the soundtrack i have so that's that's the one i'm just more familiar with yeah. and, and when i'm hearing this song that's the line that i kind of sing in my head so <laughs> i guess that one see, that's the one i've heard more yeah i remember i see i remember hearing the song from i i think i actually before i got the soundtrack i actually would pop in our tape like a you know a little cassette tape mm -hmm. and make my own little animaniac soundtrack uh, I, I didn't even know there was an Animaniac soundtrack, uh, for the longest time, uh, until later on getting a CD player, probably, gosh, <laughs> in the, in the late nineties or something, I'm yeah. assuming. So, um, so the version I always like is the, you know, 
making your insides rot. Because to me, that's just a little more hard hitting than, okay, remember everybody, you know, it's the only body you have versus you're going to have, you know, (laughs) your insides are rotting, which is a little darker to me. (laughs) In fact, a lot darker to me. Um, I don't know, just an opinion kind of thing right there. Not a, not a huge difference, but uh, what do you guys think about the song? I liked it. Um, Catchy. Yeah, and it's almost educational if I knew what all the words meant. (laughs) (laughs) Some of the ingredients weren't that bad. I mean, some of the ingredients I looked at it, you know, you have a, you know, a butter fat. That's not necessarily bad. And, in you know, the caramel filling. Yeah. um, I'll eat that. Carbohydrates. But I guess (laughs) you had had MSG in your ice cream, which to me just sounded kind of weird. This is just an ice cream. This is a weird ice cream flavor they decided to get. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but anyway, a really cool song. Um, I don't know any any other last thoughts about this song before we move on to our next segment, guys. Um, it's nice. It just teaches kids to look at a label before eating food. That's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, and I I just always think that Randy Rogel's so talented, and the way he can uh put put a lot of different types of words together and and have it rhyme, and and you know with the the tune and, and everything just like he did with nations of the world i just think he's a really talented um songwriter it, it's kind of reminiscent to me in this uh now that you mentioned that kelly of uh have you heard uh I'm, I'm, most people have heard at some point uh tom lair uh singing the elements Antimony, arsenic, aluminum, selenium, and hydrogen, and oxygen, and nitrogen, and rhenium, and nickel, neodymium, neptunium, germanium, and iron, americium, ruthenium, uranium, europium, zirconium, lutetium, vanadium, and lanthanum, and osmium, and astatine, and radium, and gold, protactinium, and indium, and gallium, and iodine, and thorium, and thulium, and thallium. There's yttrium, ytterbium, actinium, rubidium, and boron, gadolinium, niobium, iridium, and strontium, and silicon, and silver, and samarium, and bismuth, bromine, lithium, beryllium, and barium. And uh, so Tom Lehrer is taking all the different elements and just kind of putting a putting it to a catchy tune. And again, just taking those complex words and somehow finding the the rhyme to it um, is is good. It's a it's a it's a neat talent to have. And uh, there you go. So there you go. That is our first song. Okay, so before we go on to our second segment, there is a quick transition. Uh, Yakko is in a session with Doctor Scratch and Sniff, and <laughs> Yakko is claiming he can see the future. And uh, he says, when did this begin? Next Monday. Next Monday. (laughs) And uh, then finally he says, wait, I got something. And it's a new, it's the next cartoon. And uh, again, we, a cute way to introduce uh, the, the next segment. This episode had, it's kind of weird because this episode didn't have a dedicated cartoon all for the Animaniacs, Mm-mm. but yet we saw them throughout, you know, a little spiced in here yeah, and there. Yeah, they're throughout the entire show, really, because they're in, yeah. I think they're in every cartoon. Yes. So even though the Warners didn't have their own, you know, one cartoon, it's, we, there's still a presence, so that's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. All right, well, let's go into segment two, which is Up the Crazy River. Up the Crazy River was written by Nicholas Hollander and directed by Alfred Gimeno. And I've been told 
by, uh, I believe it was Curtis uh, Finley, one of our listeners, that it is pronounced Alfred Gimeno because his wife used to work with him in some aspect. Wait, his wife used to work with Alfred her Gim- husband? No, <laughs> no, <with> Alfred Gimeno. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so there we go. I'm going to go with Alfred Gimeno unless anyone else uh, can tell me differently. There we go. So, All Nathan, right. what happens in Up the Crazy River? So, we have another Mindy and Buttons cartoon. Uh, this time, they are in the Amazon going down a river in South America. Um, Mindy somehow gets off the boat, of course. Uh, <laughs> and it turns out the rainforest is being destroyed by logging. The logging industry is cutting down too much of the trees. And uh, luckily, Buttons... Uh, figures out how to destroy all of it, and all the animals get happy. And button um, saves the rainforest. Yep, button saves the rainforest and Mindy. Um, and of course, uh, at the end, the parents get mad at Buttons for getting wet and getting Mindy all wet. Yeah, you got no Mindy. treat for you. Oh, no treat for you. Exactly. <laughs> so yes, there we go. That's so up the crazy river. Uh, it's kind of a reference a bit to some different songs, uh, up the lazy river, uh, and, uh, you know, just, or the song lazy river. Um, Hmm. so there's some, there's some song references right there in the, uh, the thing, but to me, it just kind of felt like, a it was almost like a, a light version of a fern gully, the last rainforest Mm. (laughs) mixed in perhaps a little bit with, uh, that Roger rabbit, uh, cartoon, uh, gosh, it was the third one they made where they're in the, uh, in the woods, uh, trail. Oh, I'm, I'm killing it. It's, it's hurting me. But you Just know the one I'm talking about? Do a little drop right here of that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to look it up real quick while, while, while I, while you guys discuss this. But what do you guys think about this, uh, Mini Buttons cartoon? Uh, I enjoyed it well enough, I think. Um, it had some of the classic things. And of course, the parents are just, completely negligent um i don't know how they didn't notice mindy or buttons were missing this entire time they like everyone was pretty bored on the ship too it seemed so it seemed like it was it was a mix between going on the jungle cruise and uh the uh, tom uh, like the uh the mark twain you stole my thought. Because <laughs> I was thinking, I was just sitting here thinking, when it was my turn to talk, I was going to compare it to um, the Jungle Cruise, because all things lead back to Disney. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's true. Well, you had the piranhas, and you had all those, uh, you had all those things right there. Yeah. I guess there's some factual inaccuracies, like they talk about the world's biggest waterfall, and uh, that is the, the world's biggest ra- waterfall is not on the Amazon River. No. That that tour guide was just trying to make things more interesting for those people. The backside well, of water. At least he was. They weren't doing the stupid jokes like they do on the jungle. Cruise. <laughs> exactly. Like Nathan just said, the backside of water. I would prefer. <laughs> I would have preferred those. I'd love the Jungle Cruise. If that, that speaking of the Jungle Cruise, it's a ride I always try to go on in Disneyland. Mm-hmm. Every time I go. Every time. Just even though I've gone on it countless times i love going like the last ride of the day where like the tour guide is just the sick tour of guide just, and they start cursing and, and, yeah. and everything you know <laughs> throwing things at me yeah see I, i'll go and ride the teacups eight more times before i'd go on the jungle cruise again i i don't hate it or anything it's just the line's always so long and oh. i once you've done it it's 
yeah always the same well yeah that's the thing at disneyland i will not go on the jungle cruise if it's a 40 minute wait which no. you can very easily get to but a lot of times it's just a walk-on like yeah it's a, it's a quick oh yeah i'd do it if it was a walk-on yeah. that's why yeah the very end of the day it's like it everything looks better too at night so yeah by the way everybody it was roger rabbit trail mix up was the cartoon i was thinking of because in that cartoon, Roger Rabbit's chasing baby Herman, uh, and they go into a sawmill at the very end. Timbers, not the sawmill. And to me, Roger Rabbit will always be, when it comes to chasing babies, <laughs> number one. Yeah. It goes Roger Rabbit, and then everything else. Everything else <laughs> below it. Way below it. <laughs> Uh, okay, well, any, what what else? Is there? I mean, this had a nice environmental message, right? I mean... Yeah, say again, think about the... Don't cut down too many trees. Obviously, we need wood, but <laughs> we also need the rainforest, so... Well, not in the rainforest. We had, I had that really nice dramatic... Uh, had some good, you know, kind of dramatic shots to show kids, like, <laughs> when all the dust starts uh, piling up from the, the mill starting, you know, they show that... A, like a, a long shot on that chainsaw that just sits there with dust collecting. Like, mm. you see? Look, all it takes is one dog and it had a cute, can make a difference. <laughs> one dog can make a difference, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. It had a cute little, whatever it was, jaguar Yeah, family, it was like a jaguar. Or, thing. Yeah, a cute little jaguar family it, and cute little alligator, crocodile mm-hmm. family. I would think croc, well, alligators. alligators yeah. And, uh, Read my South lips. Africa. Alligators. Mm. <laughs> um it kind of reminded me of that simpsons episode lisa goes to washington just seeing all the stumps i was just imagining all the animals having little tea parties on it was like <laughs> there's just one uh quick shot of that in that episode i just okay <laughs> there you go we, we we well you know nice little cute episode i don't know if there's much more to say about that other than uh i like mindy uh kind of saying the way she was saying butterfly was cute mm-hmm. you know, oh, I, love I do love it we see the animaniacs of course in it fishing uh-huh um on the amazon river and oh, that's true yeah. i guess there was uh inconsistencies with uh button's collar would disappear every now and then yeah but, that's but just, that happens like I mean, so much in uh, when it comes to animation inconsistencies a thing like a collar I'll, I'll forgive yeah i'm fine with that when i'm watching old episodes of say like ninja turtles remember like when the animation inconsistencies would happen in that like in like, the first season like michelangelo would suddenly have a purple bandana on <laughs> And we're like, wait a minute, he's that's Donatello. What's going on? <laughs> and so I'll forgive his 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 collar disappearing yeah. every now and then. <laughs> but uh, overall, it was, a, it was a cute thing. Oh, one more quick little reference: uh, the sh- the ship that they were on is called the Amazon Queen, which is a takeoff of the African Queen from the uh, Humphrey Bogart uh, Catherine Hepburn uh, film from 1951 called African Queen. So hmm. there you go neat <laughs> well i think we've talked about all we heard about this this particular one cute but it's mindy and buttons and uh i don't think any of us are necessarily the hugest mindy and buttons fans yeah it wasn't any surprises in this episode <laughs> <laughs> mindy wasn't saved this time well they have a formula yeah and it's uh <laughs> you, you know, gotta they, stick with the formula stick with that formula mm-hmm. and there was a cute there was there was a nice variant of it that uh Buttons actually got to to save more than just Mindy yeah. and still not get credit for it. 
Although he did it in, a, in the, perhaps the not the proper way, because they're just going to rebuild that mill and destroy more of the no, rainforest. Now I'm just depressed. Okay, <laughs> before <laughs> let's go ahead and well, uh, before we get onto our uh, last segment, uh, we're going to go ahead to one more transition. This time, all the Warners are talking with Doctor Scratch. Yay! Instead. This was a fun one. Yeah, this was uh-huh. pretty cute. This time they're drawing pictures. So what do we have? We had. Uh, Dot drew a picture of the uh, Eiffel Tower in Italy. Okay. <laughs> and there's nothing there. Yeah, there's no Eiffel Tower. There's, tower there's no Italy. Eiffel Tower in Italy. That's why there's nothing there. Um, and then, of course, Wacko uh, drew a picture of a cow eating grass with nothing there. Uh, and he says, where's the grass? Uh, well, the cow ate it. The cow ate it. <laughs> that was cute. And there's no cow because there's no grass to eat. Yeah, why well, would the cow stick around? Yeah, uh, so that was cute. That was another good gag. And of course, Yakko simply has the next cartoon and shoves his paper in the screen. And then we go to uh, our next cartoon, which is Ta-da-dump, 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 Dump, Dump. This is Maurice LaMarche, the voice of Squid the Pigeon from the Good Feathers and Animaniacs. And you're listening to the Animaniacast. Don't hit me, pesto! Ted a dump, etc., <laughs> was a story by Tom Ruger, and it was written by Charles M. Howell the Fourth, and directed by Mr. Greg Reyna. Uh, Kelly, what happens in this cartoon? The Good Feathers are trying to find food, and apparently there's a turf war over the Scorsese statue, and uh, <laughs> so they go and find a, a dump where there's some food but then that's uh one of the seagulls turf and um meanwhile pesto gets caught up in one of those plastic uh you know the i don't know what they're called but you know they they go around aluminum cans with six packs and he gets all entangled in the the plastic um which is why kids People tell you to cut those things apart before you throw them away Mm -hmm. because birds and little animals get caught in them. There you go. It's my environmental message of the day. There you go. See, it's another one. (laughs) (laughs) So, and that's that's pretty much it. They spend the 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 episode trying to get him out of this container, and he gets mad at everybody, and he's like, "You're talking to me, saying that about me," and you know, a couple (laughs) times, and he's he's more irritable than usual. Yeah. yeah, well, I could understand why. I mean, Pesto is in a in a very precarious uh, position right here, where he can't really move as much as he wants. He had a lot of good. Uh, that's it. Yeah, exactly. That's it. Yeah, what are you saying? That I'm. Yeah, he actually compared himself to. He goes, "What do you say? I'm Esther Williams." Uh, he, uh, he says, "What's the line here?" Sorry, Pesto. You're sorry? I'm drowning here. What do I look like, Esther Williams? You think I'm some kind of a Mark Spitz here? Uh, that's probably your biggest reference <laughs> when it yeah. comes to cultural references in this in this particular cartoon. Esther Williams was uh, an American swimmer, and they made a bunch of movies about her. Uh, Mark Spitz was a uh, an Olympic swimmer. So there you go, uh, Esther Williams. The only I, I remember seeing like clips of of old i'd never seen an esther williams movie but i remember seeing like little clips on turner classic movies or something of women swimming and i'm assuming esther williams was probably in one of those whenever i think of women swimming and people filming them i think of uh uh the muppets uh greek (laughs) the great muppet caper Mm -hmm. (laughs) and he's going happiness miss piggy (laughs) 
That's a great scene. One color. Yes. Uh, anyway. Okay. So, but yes, good pesto stuff. Uh, Bobby, I noticed in this one was really holding the law. Yeah. Like Bobby was the one that was intimidating pesto mm-hmm. a lot in this one. Yeah. I was surprised. I was, I kept waiting for, uh, the God pigeon to come in, but basically, mm. uh, Bobby took that role. Yeah, of. Bobby took that role and just kind of said, hey, cut it out. And then yeah. Pesto he, would he even... He didn't even open his eyes one time. Oh, yeah. So, you know, that's... Like, you never really see him open his eyes. Yeah. He yeah. Was, he, he was serious. <laughs> and he's, <laughs> you know. he's totally the ideas man in this. He's the one that comes up with the way to get him out, which is just to... That's true. Uh, have the they, hot dog cart yeah, open him and they, up. they morphed into the shape of uh, of little... Pigeon cans, which I don't know how the the they can hot dog do that. cart would not realize these are pigeons. Like <laughs> how fuzzy or feathery you know are these towards cans? the end of the day. The guy <laughs> was just kind of going on autopilot, and uh, yeah. <laughs> but uh, it was it was good animation in this one. I yeah. like that. It also had a very very disturbing moment when Pesto gets crushed by the hot dog cart. Mm. And has this scream that goes on for a long time, which sounds, it sounded pretty bad. Uh, so again, if one thing Goodfeathers cartoons do is they usually have a few moments where you really kind of, I, I kind of wince in pain when I see these poor pigeons get crushed in, in a, not just get crushed, but like get crushed in kind of bad ways mm. <laughs> that you really can feel. So that was cool. Um, but again, good animation. The 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 you know the voice sync and everything. I thought it was. Um, he says, "You look dizzy." You yeah, know, this I like adult. That one. <laughs> this adult thing right here. You okay? You look dizzy. What do you mean I'm dizzy? Hey, I just said you look dizzy, that's all. You saying I'm some dim-witted blonde bombshell here to titillate you? What? Hey, I just thought you looked dizzy. That's it! Give it me! His chest Chest. gets very big right there when he says the word titillate. Mm -hmm. Um, So, I don't know who... (laughs) That was interesting direction right there. I would definitely not have noticed that, I don't think, as a kid. And that has got to go probably into the uh, adult reference category, I think, of Animaniacs. Mm-hmm. Probably one that's usually overlooked, too, by a lot of reference guides, because it doesn't deal with the Warners. It's dealing with the Good Feathers, which yeah. people go, oh, I'm just going to skip those people. But no, that one's that, <laughs> that was a pretty overt one right there, I believe. Well, and they're always too busy putting fingerprints on the those lists anyways. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> that's, mm. that's like the one I come across all the time. <laughs> yeah, the fingerprints one is... Um, it's overdone, to say the least. Okay. We'll get to that one when we... <laughs> <laughs> we'll kind of just go, oh, yeah, what if we just don't even mention that reference oh, yeah, at all? That That'd be hilarious. I think we should just not mention it. And <laughs> go, what? And we then mentioned people, it already. And then people can email us, go, you forgot that reference. What? I never, I missed that part. I never... Yeah. They no. should, you know what? They should put that online. <laughs> there was nothing about that. <laughs> if You only, were really good if, at catching that. If only more people <laughs> knew about that fingerprints line. <laughs> okay, so again, th- again, this kind of topped off the environmental message, I suppose, of uh, of this uh, particular cartoon. Mm-hmm. I mean, in the early '90s, we had—I don't know if it was just my imagination—being uh, kind of in middle school and and suddenly getting more of a uh, 
you know, more consciousness of the earth and everything. But I think there was a real push for Earth Day in the early 90s. I seem to remember that a lot. I mean, hmm. we had weird stuff going on. We had the Exxon Valdez going on um, and the whole idea of recycling. I mean, that was you, you were lucky if you got a recycling bin in your house. Um, everything got thrown into the trash and the, for the dumpster. Now, I think nationwide, everyone has, a you know, basically a trash can and yeah yeah, and then an easy an easier option to recycle i mean back in at least here in tucson i don't know about in georgia but here in tucson it was just like you you had your one can and everything everything got thrown in there and if you wanted to recycle it well yeah you could put it in a different thing but you had to go across town to go like (laughs) down to the down to the area of the dump to like the scrapyard to get it recycled for a few cents it was something nobody did really Mm -hmm. what did they have did they have easy access to recycling in Georgia or was it basically the same thing? Um, I think it depends on where you live, where uh-huh. I live. I, we don't, I, I couldn't tell you where I could recycle anything. Really? Um, we See? don't have special trash cans or anything, but I, I have, hmm. um, I know people who you know live in apartments and stuff and, and they have special recycling uh, hmm. bins and receptacles. And I, I think, um, I think I've lived somewhere before, one of the cities uh, where I've lived in the past, and I think we did have a, a separate, um, you know, you'd have like the blue trash can for recycling yeah. and like a green one for for something else. But yeah, that was so long ago. But yeah, it's not it's, it's I'm not shocked. widespread. It's more so in the Atlanta area, I think, where they have more op- yeah, options. Yeah, I guess for rural, yeah. yeah, for outside, you know, big metro areas, I suppose <laughs> that yeah, that's true. <sighs> Well, <laughs> kind of a shame. I we we'll I just, say, we recycle at work though. So yeah, there's that. Yeah, bring all your just just take everything to work and just cut yeah. those uh, Coke uh, can yep. holders. So there you go. There's your yeah, lesson. So they don't wrap around little turtles. Have yeah. you seen those pictures? Those are awful little turtle shells. I know. Yeah, them. yeah. So cut them up, folks, before you throw them in the trash. You might save a turtle or a fish or a pigeon one day and not even know it. <laughs> not even know it. Uh, okay, so that is the good feathers right there uh, for that episode. To dump, to dump, to dump, dump, dump. Which once again is, by the way, another title pun. Uh, it's kind of an onomatopoetic uh, version of the William Tell overture. By the way, onomatopoetic. They, they're just making. I'm just yeah, making that's a word. You mean the Lone Ranger song? Yeah, sure. <laughs> Onoma- it, 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 what, what, I, I'm allowed to make up words, right? No. You're not Shakespeare. Because, like, you're taking onomatopoeia and poetic and, like, you're putting them together. Isn't yeah. that a portmanteau? Sure. So I don't you know. made a portmanteau out of <laughs> and, and this is all just... poetic. <laughs> We're going off the deep end here. Yeah. Well, we, we didn't get any sleep last night. We didn't. We didn't. Okay. <laughs> well, let's wrap it up, everyone. Yep. The last thing that we have mm-hmm. is, of course, the. Wheel of Morality, make its return. And, uh, you know, they, they have some cute little things. You know, like, you know, Dot wants to know if they should floss, or Wacko wants to know if they should do a gookie. Eee. And, uh, and of course, the gookie is a reference back to Harpo Marx. We discussed that in a previous episode, which is a cool, you know, Marx Brothers reference once again. But, of course, the answer is blowing in the wind. Uh, which is, is, what does Yako say? He says, The answer, my friend, is blowing in the wind. Except in New Jersey, where what's blowing in the wind smells funny. Uh, that's a reference to the Bob Dylan 
uh, song. Uh, how many? What is it? It's just called "Blowing in the Wind." Yeah. How are you going to sing? How many roads must have been? Many roads <laughs> So I guess you know what that is kind of a nice environmental kind of song there too. So we are we have one more kind of environmentalish kind of thing message <laughs> to wrap things up. Uh, again, wheel morality. It's a cute one. Uh, I like this message. It, it's it's funny. Never been to New Jersey, so I don't know if it smells or not. But take according, that. Yeah, according to Yakko, take that New Jersey in 1993. It smelled. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Don't have any more thoughts on that one, Kelly? Any thoughts on Wheel of Morality? Things like that? Eh. It was cute. Yeah, it was yeah. cute. Well, I like the water tower ending. Oh, yeah, the one. water tower ending was a little bit different. It was like a Disneyland kind of mm-hmm. thing. What are you doing now? I'm going to bed. Yeah. Which is basically what I, it was nice for me to watch because I watched this episode last night again <laughs> after watching the, the election results. And I was like, well said, Yakko, I'm going to bed. <laughs> <laughs> and good night. Good night, everybody. And uh, that was about it. So cute ending as well. So let's go ahead and get right into our water tower rating. <laughs> So, let's start with Kelly. Kelly, how many water towers would you give this episode out of five? I will give it two and a half. It it was okay. It was very formulaic. It had some good messages. And I really did like the the song at the beginning, which I'm blanking on the name of it. The the food song. It's called... It's called... uh, Be careful what you eat. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) It's cold, though. <laughs> Make so, sure you keep the Oz. I won't, don't geez, worry. I, I wasn't the only one blanking on it. I, yes. um, so, no, I really like that. It's really catchy, and, and it's one of the songs that was on my original soundtrack. And so I love that. So, yeah, I would give it two and a half. All right. And Nathan, what about you? I'm also giving it two and a half. Um, all the cartoons were good, not great. And I enjoyed the transitions. But, yeah, overall, um, I, I don't think I would go out of my way to see... Either the Mindy or Buttons or the Good Feathers, but I did okay. enjoy that song at the beginning. All right. Well, I'll give it. Um, I was going to go with three, basically. On the I way over three. here, yeah, I was three. I'd like to go a triple agreement once again, but I'm going to go a little higher. Three. I love the song, and um, they had little cute little joining segments and um, good animation with the Good Feathers. So I'll give it a three. Yeah. About the same. So there we go. Well, let's go ahead and get right over to our poll results from last week. Hello, audience. This is the announcer with last week's Twitter poll results. Listeners were asked, which of these is your favorite Slappy Squirrel cartoon? Hashtag Animaniacast. Hashtag Animaniacast poll. Wait a minute. Hashtag Animaniacast. Oh, I kind of messed that one up. <laughs> oh, well. 13% said Slappy Goes Walnuts. And it was actually a tie for fourth place. Because another 13% said it was Garden the Garden. 18% said it was Hooray for Slappy. But with 56%, the winner is Bumby's Mom. With... Bu- Wait a minute. Bumby's mom is... Oh, oh, Jiminy Christmas. I tell you, that was an emotional poll. 
I'm going to go cry right now. But back to the studio with a brand new poll for this week. All right, everybody. So those were the results. Not a big shocker. Bumby's mom won. Yeah. What about you, Nathan? Bumby's mom. <laughs> Kelly? Bumby's mom. Bumby's mom for me as I well. I don't even know if we need a reason for uh, it. You just... know, because it, it's, it's a fantastic, yeah. you know, cartoon. It, it just goes down as one of not only the best slappy segments, but really one of the best uh, segments of all of the episodes of anime. That parody yes, Bambi. Yes. <laughs> no, just all of them. Not just the ones that parody Bambi. <laughs> but of all of them, oh, okay. it has such memorable moments and uh, great performances. Uh, by Sherry Stoner and Nathan Ruger. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, Tress McNeil played the the deer right there. Just good all around. Excellent writing. Fun stuff. Excellent slappy cartoon. So, with that, we're going to get to our new poll question for this week. Nathan, what do you got? Oh, it's somewhere. Um, <laughs> no, uh, the poll for this week is, what is your favorite Good Feathers cartoon ah, so far. So because we just had four. Yeah, it was just an episode today. Yeah. Um. So there was uh. A, here's the four we can choose from so okay. far. We have Good Feathers, the beginning. All right. There's West Side Pigeons. Mm-hmm. The Boyds. The Boyds. To the dump, etc. Because <laughs> I'm not gonna be able to fit all that on. <laughs> That's true. I'm just gonna have to say maybe I can fit into the dump, to the dump, etc. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. I'll see what I can do. Well, all right. So go ahead and go over to twitter.com slash animaniacast or just simply search on Twitter for hashtag animaniacast poll and you will find the poll relatively easily. So now it's time to announce the winners of our contest. And uh, we have two new entries, too. That's true. Oh, we we do. So let's go and read those off first okay. of all. So this one's from... H R Y P T R. I don't even know. Let's see. Uh, it says podcast equals awesome. Uh, the Animaniacs is my favorite cartoon ever. Exclamation point. I look forward to listening to these lovely people talk about it every week. I'd recommend this podcast to anyone who loves this cartoon as much as I do. Exclamation point. Very cool. So if this is your favorite cartoon ever, then you should listen to this podcast. Kelly, he called us lovely. Mm. I know. That's so sweet. sweet. Thanks, Herbert. (laughs) (laughs) And Nathan, we had another one, too. (laughs) That's right. Okay, this is is Boyd. The Boyds. Yeah, like the episode, The Boyds. So this is Boyd. Are you pondering what I'm pondering? Question mark. Well, I think so, Brain, but Lady Gaga already wore a dress made out of meat. Oh, <laughs> I never watched Animaniacs as a kid, so when the show came to Netflix, I jumped on the chance to watch it! Exclamation point. This podcast is the perfect companion piece for anyone new to Animaniacs or for someone revisiting it for the billionth time! Exclamation point! Very so cool. So thank you very much. This is Boyd. This is Boyd. This is Boyd. The Boyds. <laughs> so we're going to, this is what we're going to do. Nathan, what I'd like you to do is to go through those reviews right now. Okay. And tell me the ones that gave us five stars, mm-hmm. and only ones that gave us five. If you gave us four, then we love you, but we're not we're not we're not doing it. And don't list off ours either, Nathan. Dang it. We can't okay. win. Okay, so list off these people. Here we go. So there's Tim G three one one exclamation point. Okay. There's one. There's Steven Brandon. Okay. There's Swampy19. There's Rocky2689. Okay. 
I love Alf, 88. My Deviewer Box. Okay. Uh, there's at Baltmat, 270. Okay. There's Bond Servant for Jesus Christ. Of course. There's Mike Westfall. Uh-huh. There's DJ Kavur 2.0. That's true. There's Herpter. And <laughs> Who could this, forget? And this is Boyd. And this is Boyd. So, here's how we're going to do it, folks. You ready? Last time we pulled names out of a hat, but you know what we're going to do this time? We are going to simply say this. The first two people, if we named up your username, if you email the Animaniacast at RetroZap.com, and just say, hey, that was me. You have to tell the truth. <laughs> you just say, hey, that was me. And we have ways to make sure that you're yeah, telling we'll the truth. Yeah, we'll double check. Yes. Uh, well, the first person to get in contact with us will win the prize package of decals, which includes Pinky, the brain, uh, put a brain in the White House, and a, a collection of a Yakko and Dot decal right there. And if you get in t- contact with the second you will get uh, one or two. You won't get the full set, but you'll get like at least one or two. So there you go. So you'll win a kind of a second place prize right there. And if you get third, fourth, fifth, uh, I'm just going to say, ooh, sorry. So yep. there we go. <laughs> so email right now because uh, you got a pretty good chance of winning if it's if we named yeah. out your name. It's yeah. Do it. Do it now. Uh, There we go. Okay, well, let's go ahead and wrap things up once and for all. We thought this was going to be a very short episode, but then we ended up talking about everything else in the world. It's just been one of those days. Uh, Let's go ahead and, like I mentioned, uh, our email is animaniacast at retrozap.com. And speaking of retrozap, we are a proud member of the retrozap community. And if you head on over to retrozap.com, you'll not only see cool articles, like I'm looking right here, there's a some new uh, comic book reviews here. Uh, we have the new Civil War 2 number 6 review written uh, by Dennis. And uh, we also have tons of different podcasts. We have uh, the Animaniacast. Well, I heard, I heard they're pretty good. Uh, we have the Ardcast, <laughs> Beltway Banthas, Bruise and Blasters, the Doomcast, Skywalking Through Neverland, Starship Sabres and Scoundrels, Talking Apes TV. Techno Retro Dads, the Deuce Cast, the Sandcrawler, the Trade Federation, and we know nothing. Ladies and gentlemen, that's a lot of great podcasts. And if you want to get in contact or at least listen to every single one of them, guess what you can do? You can actually subscribe to the Retro Zap feed, and every single one of those podcasts will be delivered to you automatically. You'll be able to listen to every single one of them, including ours, Woo! which is pretty cool. It's what I do the best one there we go (laughs) (laughs) so let's go ahead and get right over to the contact information kelly how can people get in contact with you if they like to say hi they can contact me at twitter at yoda princess y-o-d-a-p-r-n-c-s-s or kelly k-l-l-y at bigshinyrobot.com very cool and nathan what about you i'm on twitter jango ft that's me okay and uh then enemy cast we're on twitter we're on facebook I've given you the email a couple times. I'm not going to do it again. And uh, <laughs> with that, I think we're all done here. We're going to go save the world. And for the animated cast, this is Joey saying good night, everybody. Good night. Good night, everybody. Good night. 
This podcast is not endorsed by Warner Brothers or Amblin Entertainment and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Animaniacs, the Warner Brothers logo, all names, pictures, and sounds of the Animaniacs characters or any other Animaniacs-related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Warner Brothers, Amblin Entertainment, or their respective trademark and copyright holders. All original content of this podcast is the intellectual property of the Animaniacs unless otherwise indicated. Are you finished? Uh, 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 I'm done, yeah. Good.